0: 63rd minute, Matt Target on dead ball duty with Harahan
1: having been replaced, plays it to the near both the header by Mings and it's in! Yes, it's Esri concert. The two defenders combined for Aston Villa, their first goal of the Premier League
0: season and they've got past the 10 men.
1: Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? um best down in line. great there you have it back to you at the studio hello yes we're back this is the villa talks podcast this is our second episode this is the lockdown lowdown where we break down the ladies aston villa match Today we're going to be talking about the Sheffield United match from last night and the win. I'm joined today by Jugsy and Chadzy, here back again for the second episode. How are you doing boys? Feeling good? Doing well? Yeah, good thanks, Tom. Good, mate. All the better for three points. Good, good, good. And we're also joined today by Deckers, mate. How are you doing? Good to have you on.
0: Very well, thanks. Glad to be here.
1: Well, we started off with a win. Three points are on the board, ninth in the table. A great start, boys. What do you think? Chads, your thoughts on the match?
2: Yeah, um, I thought it was a very uh, satisfactory start, as the Sky Sports commentator described it at at the end of the game. Um, It's the sort of result that we would have taken last season when we struggled to break teams down that had 10 men. And there's quite a lot of times last season where we came away from games having played pretty well, but uh, come away with no points. So, perfect start for me, really, to... um, keep a clean sheet the the three debutants all played well uh, a one nil win but loads to improve on um, and we, we definitely looked like a better side than, than this time last year so really positive and uh, really excited now for what comes ahead in the next
1: few, couple of months. yeah no definitely I think uh, a game potentially that we would have probably drew or, or lost last season. Uh, you know, We got the, managed to get the three points. Again, we came up against 10 men, which we did numerous times last season. Uh, we did manage to manage to get the win in the end. Uh, it was an interesting match. Uh, I thought we started pretty brightly early on, uh, especially Matty Cash, I thought, had an excellent debut uh, and got forward well and put in some dangerous crosses. Um, then the sending off happened, which, which we can debate in a second, which I think completely changed the match, uh, both for good and for bad, uh, and it changed the flow of the match completely. Um, and then we sort of tried and tried and tried to, to break down 10 men. Uh, towards the end of the first half, obviously they had a uh, a penalty given for, for a challenge from Target. Uh, Martinez on his debut made an excellent save, a fantastic save and really, really, sh- you know, really demonstrated why we spent the money that we did on him. And all match really, all you could hear was Martinez speaking and shouting at the defence and organising, which was fantastic to see. The second half, very much like the first, well, the end of the first half was was us sort of trying and, and testing the Sheffield United defence with, with crosses into the box without much success. And then up steps Conzo with a set-piece goal, something we struggled with last year. And it's great to see that we've uh, managed to get off to a good start on, on that front at the back post after a flick on from Tyrone Minks. And it sort of trickled into the net, far corner. Ramsdale could do nothing about it, really. Uh, and then really, we looked pretty comfortable from then on in. Uh, you know, we again we, we created numerous chances, um, and you know we uh, we we sort of tried to, to score another one and, and make and sort of finish the game off without too much success, uh, and saw the game out pretty comfortably. Deckers, your thoughts on on, on the performance itself, uh, and also the vital three points?
0: I thought the uh, the performance. I was I was quite encouraged with it. Really, obviously, the three points is massive to get off to a good start. Um, and if we don't get the three points in that game, then the pressure starts to build straight away with uh, with Fulham next week. Um, so I thought it was vital that we got three points, especially after they went down to ten men so early. Like if we if we don't come away with a win, then then uh, everyone's going to be massively disappointed. So yeah, I, I was I was pleased. Um, it, it wasn't the greatest of games, but I I thought you, you, well you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? Really? So. Yeah, I was just happy to come away with the win. Really,
1: what were your thoughts on uh, sort of how we how we set up against ten men? Was it you know something similar we saw last year where we struggled to break teams down? Josie, do you think do you think that was a, a sort of we played in a similar way? Do you think there was more that we could have done? Uh,
3: no, I think you have to give some credit to Sheffield United. They obviously under Wilder are very well organized. So um, as soon as they lost that man, um, they effectively moved to like a low block and kept like the box quite compact and sort of invited crosses into the box really they felt they could have the quality to deal with the the crosses and they did on the whole Um, I thought we sort of lacked a bit of imagination really Um, obviously we're probably not suited to uh, dictating play we are a bit more of a counter-attacking team uh, with with obviously McGinn, Grealish uh, and Watkins making them run so we did find it hard to break them down but I thought we really didn't manipulate the situations very well so especially in and around the box. Um, I know Douglas and Hurahan did get the ball in good positions, but they didn't really have the awareness um, to put sort of Grealish in between the lines. And uh, I think Grealish got quite frustrated as well because he was trying to make things happen and looking to play one-twos um, just to break things up a bit and, and not just go down the wings. And um, yeah, th- that didn't really work for us. And um, what I feel, I think something that we can improve on um, in, in the coming weeks, is is getting the fullbacks involved, getting them overlapping because we didn't really create any situations on um, on 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 the wings where it was two on one or or we were just manipulating play around their fullbacks and getting crosses in from different angles. It just felt like we were just getting the ball and just yeah going for a cross at, at the same angle and they, it was largely blocked off either by the fullback. Or, or the centre-backs were clearing it off. So we just need to be a bit more clever in our play. And that's, I think, something that Dean Smith will probably look at, um, where if we are going to make an improvement this season, and are going to have a bit more of the ball, we are going to, well, we, we're going to have to be able to dictate play and create chances uh, with team sitting back. So we need to be able to vary re- our play. And obviously, last season, we were relying on Jack Grealish quite a bit to make something happen. So this time we need we need more options, I think.
1: Yeah, I think there's some uh, really interesting points there uh, that you make there, Jogsy. and you know something we'll touch upon is how we improve that going forward and, and what we look to do in terms of varying our attack moving forward. But overall, I think the most important thing is we have got the three points on the board. Sheffield United were quite resolute uh, and obviously had to defend for most of the game and probably played in a different manner than the, what they did when they started the game, which I thought that you know the game was fairly open at the beginning uh, and, and Aston Aston Villa looked pretty good. I thought you know we looked. Decent going forward. We created chances. Uh, Cash got forward. Target got forward. It was a very, a very similar performance to what I saw last year in terms of the way that we played, in terms of trying to move the ball across the wings and, and to, to you know, across the lines from Louise across to Hiran McGinn, across to the fullbacks and with with, Mick, with uh, Grealish and Trezeguet in, interlinking with the uh, with the fullbacks and, and trying to get crosses in. Uh, and you know, we'll look forward to seeing what we can potentially do to improve that and how we vary our play. Uh, I thought Konza in particular was probably our best player uh, overall in the match. Obviously, he got the winning goal, but just did his defensive work, uh, albeit he wasn't tested too much. you know, was, was fairly solid and, and played fairly well. Chaddy, your thoughts on, on Konza's performance uh, for the game? Do you think he did well, and, and, and how do you think he's improved since we first signed him?
2: Yeah, I think uh, he had an excellent game. Obviously, the goal caps off what was a good performance, but I think even. Even without the goal, you could have easily considered him for for man of the match. He reads the game really well. Um, he carries the ball out from the back and starts lots of attacks, similar to how Twanzebe played for us in the championship. Um, and he's a really good pass of the ball as well. And you can, you can just tell that his confidence confidence is growing. Him and Mings are creating a, a, a regular partnership now, which is so important. And like we talked about last week, we just look a lot more solid as a team and therefore clearly our our centre-backs and our defence in general are going to look better individually as well through that change in the system. So really encouraged by by his performance and his development over the last 12 months. And I think we've got a real player on our hands. He's only 22 years old still and he could be a mainstay in our defence for the next five, six years. So brilliant start to the season from him. We, we were actually... Um, Obviously, he pulled up, didn't he, just after half-time in the warm-up and it looked like he was carrying a hamstring injury. So, really, really surprised to see him stay on. But clearly, he wasn't as serious as as we feared and um, a brilliant performance from him.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I I did see that second half uh, when he came out. He sort of was just sort of jogging around, wasn't he, I think? And he just managed to, he just seemed to pull up a little bit and it was holding the top of his hamstring where, obviously, you know, he carried on and put in an excellent performance, uh, as you say, um, and capped it off with a with a with a great back post header. Um, so I suppose I suppose talking to centre backs, obviously Sheffield um, United centre back John Egan was was the man to be sent off, which completely changed the game and, and had a massive impact on the game. Deckers, your thoughts on the sending off? Do you think it was a little bit harsh, or, or you, uh, are you do you think that it was warranted? The red card.
0: I think it's one of them that if it's against you, you're going to always argue that. It's um that it's not a red card because it's definitely a foul. Whether or not it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity, still got, Watkins would still have quite a bit of work to do. So that's where it could be questioned. But phew, I'm more than happy for them to send him off for that. I mean, I, I it could go either way. So I thought obviously Mike Dean that was in the VAR done us a favour and sent him off. So I can see why Sheffield United fans would, would be... Um, disappointed with that but I think it's one of them that it can go it could go either way really
2: from a from a positive point of view I think that just shows the 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 running from Watkins and the additional pace we've got to get in behind that's another threat for us now you know Sheffield United could have played that hide line a lot easier against us last season when we didn't have as much pace to go in behind so hopefully now teams will teams will see that we've got that Additional threat and maybe have to sit a bit deeper. Then there's obviously more space in between the lines for us. So just having that additional option, it's just it's created a, a match-winning moment there. We've won the game basically because of Watkins's pace has got John Egan sent off. So
0: great, great, great ball from Tyro. Um...
1: Yeah, know if I you with his right foot as well. Don't see that very often, do you? Uh, it's something. It's something I don't think we uh, we saw much of. Actually, I can't even remember last season us getting behind defenses like that at all with with pace. Even though we had our guys in Tresgate who are supposed to be fairly quick, um, you know that was good to see. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting as Chaz says how how teams respond to that. But I thought I thought Watkins played fairly well. You know, I was quite impressed with him. Uh, you know, he's not he's not massive. You know, he's he's I think he's five eleven six foot or whatever. But you know, he seemed to hold the ball up really well. He was quite physical. Got in front of the defenders who and their defenders are pretty physical defenders. You know, they I think it's O'Connell, Egan, uh, and Basham. You know, they're they're, they're big lads. And they they were you know outmuscle numerous times by Watkins I thought, and he got in behind the defence. You know some of his touches were were poor I think second half, but you know that's to be expected as he's sort of figuring out, waking his way into the team and, and sort of settling in. I think overall he he did fairly well. He showed some really good intelligent
3: runs, and as he gets used to playing with the likes of Grealish, I think he will improve um obviously Grealish will need to develop a, a relationship with with Watkins and understand what type of runs he likes to likes to make um and I think that they, that will pay off um as we go into the next few games I think Keenan Davis when he came on also uh, made a bit of a difference just gave us a, a another another target man I think with Keenan I'm expecting big things from him this season he had a a, a good end to the last season obviously getting back into the team and uh didn't really finish off his chances so that's some that's an area he needs to work on but again i think i think i think he gives us a, a good option as well off the bench where if we do need to go to up front uh keenan can be that target man and watkins can play off him because obviously Watkin, can watkins can drift off to the wing where he's played at played at uh for brentford um so i think with keenan off the bench it just gives us a better option than what then what samata did
2: yeah i agree with that and um Definitely um, really encouraged by the substitution from Smith as well to be so positive after 60 minutes and, and get Keenan on to give us that additional op- option to occupy the centre-backs and, and create space elsewhere um, was was a really pos- positive change. I think that's something we might have done in the 75th, 80th minute last season. But we've got to win these home games. We've got to capitalise when teams are down to 10 men and we're on top. So to take Coraghan off, who was largely ineffective, Bring on another striker and occupy their their dominant centre backs was was a was a really good change from Smith. And I know it, the goal didn't quite come from that, but I thought following the goal and following the substitution, we had a lot more ball and a lot more play and created a lot more chances because of it. Yeah, no, I think
1: it's what it's one of those, isn't it? I think I'm a little bit concerned, not concerned. I have slight reservations about midfield. I think that sh- that was shown against Sheffield United uh, last night. Um, Keenan Davis brings that physical presence up front where we're able to just the players are able to feed off him uh, and sort of you know feed off those those second balls and and, and get higher up the pitch and, and make things happen in the final third I think before that our midfield was was pretty pretty lax and and uh, one paced I thought Douglas Louise was fantastic in terms of getting the the game going and getting the midfield going you know broke up play Started moves off and did his job. You know, can't be any complacent with that. And then sort of towards the end of the second half, got forward a lot more. When McGinn sort of, I think, I think McGinn we always went to a four-two-three-one with McGinn sitting with him and Douglas Lewis got managed to get moving forward. But I was slightly concerned with McGinn's performance. Um, I'm not, you know, obviously McGinn's one of our best players. Don't get me wrong, but I, I have this slight reservation that we do need a new number eight. I think we mentioned it last podcast um, because I don't think we can rely on McGinn every game because he will have bad games. It's, it's only natural. So we need to have another option there on the bench, and again, Huruhan for me—you know, this is the kind of game that he should be making his mark on. You know, we're going to have all the ball; he's going to be able to link up with Target and Grealish and get forward. He should be the one creating, dictating play, getting in the box, making stuff happen. And for me, I thought he was overall was was quite poor.
3: Yeah, I, I'd agree with both them things, Arms. Um, so I think especially with McGinn, his form. Uh, coming back from post-lockdown wasn't great and uh, a lot of that was due to that reoccurring injury that he had so I was hoping obviously the start of the new season is a, it's a bit of a fresh start for McGinn and he would have worked on his fitness but um, he was sort of, sort of off the races I'd say um, with his performance he, he was quite frustrated he made a lot of sort of poor decisions in terms of passing when he shouldn't have or, or making a lot of mistakes which was a bit frustrating for him And I think. Games like this where we've got to dictate play doesn't really suit suit McGinn's style. He's a bit more of that hustle and bustle on the counter attack where you get that ball forward and get McGinn to chase onto it and he makes something happen out of nothing. Um, That's sort of more suited to McGinn's style of play. But I think it'll come with McGinn. Um, It just needs a couple of games to get going again. And as he's got better players around him, that reliance on him becomes less, which will help as well. So. His role in, in the team may change, so he may go a bit more defensive or box-to-box more than uh, looking to be one of our attacking options. I thought Trezeguet, on, on the other hand, was also quite disappointing for me. Um, again, similar to last season, he just didn't seem like he had the beating of his fullback um, and just came back uh, and cut back and passed it back to the fullback numerous times. And that is something that w- we've obviously addressed with the introduction of Traore into the team. Um, into the squad. Um, But again, I can't see Trezeguet holding his place for too much longer. I I just get really frustrated with him. He doesn't seem to have the the pace really to get past a fullback or the trickery to get past a fullback. And I know he chipped in with a few goals last year, but overall he was very disappointing. I mean, I watched him a couple of games last season and I could tell he just didn't have that sort of footballing brain where he'd always make the wrong decision and just commit a foul when he doesn't need to make a foul when the player's got nowhere to go and trying to take an extra man when he doesn't need to or get a crossing off balance, things like that. And I think at this level, that, you can't really carry that type of player. I mean, every opportunity you get to create a chance, you've got to make something happen. And uh, when we just don't have an option on that side of the wing, all of a sudden, that's when the reliance of Grealish becomes apparent and we're trying to play everything through target and, and Grealish and uh, we can Become too one dimensional, so that's something obviously Smiths addressed, and uh, I look forward to sort of seeing new options on that on that right wing. Really,
2: yeah, I think you're spot on with Trezeguet. His um, his decision making is is just really poor. He, he he graphs, he works really hard. I can see why Smith likes him, especially when last season we had to basically really work hard to stay up, and it was all about. Grinding out results, he did. He did perform for us towards the end of the season, and I do like him as a as a player in terms of his commitment, and you can tell he's trying trying his best. But his decision making is so poor. He runs down blind alleys. He, like you say, tries to take on that extra man when he shouldn't. He he takes the wrong option when there's a pass on. He tries to cross it. He, Commits fouls when he doesn't need to and I think um, it won't be long before he he finds his place on the bench and he becomes a bit more of a bit-part player rather than a regular starter.
1: I'll tell you whose decision-making was good. and That was uh, Martinez on his debut with an excellent penalty save. Really fantastic save. Deckers, your thoughts on on that penalty. Do you think it was a little bit soft or do you think Target should have done better?
0: Um... I think at first I didn't think, I thought it was soft, but then I look back at it again and target shin goes into the back of the, of um, the player's calf. So I I don't think there's any complaints. I think it's got to be a a penalty, but um, so yeah, obviously he could do better. There's always room for improvement. Like he shouldn't have got that far, but um, in terms of like Martinez and the penalty, I was not just the penalty. I was really impressed with him. He, um, it was, it was at one point. I think he come through like a crowd of players to come up and claim the ball, and we haven't had a key. Nyland is not doing that. Uh I mean, you wouldn't even trust Pepe Reina last year to do that. He was quite erratic. So, I Martinez, I thought had a. He didn't have a lot, a huge amount to do. Split our Shea in that, even though because he saved the penalty, but. From what he had to do, it was ten out of ten for me. Like is on on the floor, like you, you mentioned earlier about um his talking, and that's so important from the back to have a to have a keeper that can dictate like that. It's make, will make such a
1: difference throughout the season. Yeah, no, I think I, I mean all game. I I watched the match without uh that crap fake noise that they put on, uh, just so I could hear the players. Um, and although you don't get the atmosphere, it's quite interesting to see what, what goes on behind the scenes. And you, all you could hear all game was Smith, Nings and Martinez. All game. Shouting, barking instructions, telling players what to do. And I think the fact that Martinez was doing that in his first game, you know, is only a good sign. And, and I think you could see the way they were celebrating with him at the end. Uh, and with the penalty save, you know, there's a lot of respect there. And hopefully it could be a, a massive part of our season. And an important part of our season. Another player making his debut, Matty Cash. Who I thought was was particularly first half got forward really well and was was excellent. Um, and second half was a bit quieter, but I think that was more so due to do the fact that uh, Trezeguet probably wasn't at his best. Well, you know, had, had a pretty poor performance. But I think overall Cash did fairly well. Chad, so you, what do you think of Matty Cash's first first start and his, his debut? Do you think he did well?
2: Yeah. Again, really encouraging debut from from Cash I thought that um, he got into some really good areas um, both on in the wide channels but also centrally he comes inside quite a lot he finds himself in that central midfield position there was a couple of times where he was having pop shots uh, from the edge of the box um, and it was quite interesting tactically that as a few times he came inside Trezeguet and then John McGinn made that sort of third man run into that right hand channel and um, so that looks like that's something they've worked on and to have somebody that can uh, control the ball, pass the ball and put crosses in from that sort of right-hand central angle is uh, really encouraging. A bit like Trent does for Liverpool, comes inside, plays that sort of inside right position and whips crosses in. He looks like um, he's a really, really good addition for the team and he's going to uh, offer us a different option both down the right but also coming inside and creating space for, for others. So um, really excited to see his development again
1: one thing i was slightly concerned about and not a big concern really but you know i just like as it's already our only, only our first game this season and i'm sure you know things will change and, and tactics will change and the way we play will change over time but what seemed apparent to me was that we we try to do things in a very similar way that we always do in terms of the way that we try and get forward and, and switch the play it was very much uh you know playing sort of through playing across the line with, with the midfielders trying to get it to the full backs and then getting Grealish and, and Trezeguet to link up with the fullbacks and, and get try and get the fullbacks forward. What I would have liked to see is maybe you know maybe Smith trying to vary his tactics a little bit, which I, I think I've been critical of him from, from last year, is maybe almost trying and use the full backs as wingers and try and get the the sort of wide players as inside forwards almost to try and get some more options and movement going ahead of players like Douglas Louise and, and Hurahan and Grealish. Uh, Juggsy, what do you think about us playing against, you know, you've met, you've talked about us playing against 10 men and how we struggled. What do you think going forward that we need to do, not just against 10 men, but going forward in terms of varying our play and, and trying to get the best out of our players?
3: Yeah, it's a difficult one. It is it is early season. So uh, a lot of these new players are trying to bed in into our system. And obviously Smith's gone with this 4-3-3 system last season, and that's the system that he's backed. I'd like to see Grealish central, to be honest. I think yesterday... He wasn't too effective. And that was because obviously uh, Sheffield United was so well organised. But I think if we're going to move on to that next level and sort of look at that top half finish or, or sort of mid-table finish, then Grealish needs to be more involved in the game. And I think getting him back in the middle will definitely help. I feel a lot of the times he's in good positions to receive the ball. So he's in between lines, in between spaces and the pass never comes. And that's when he drifts back out to the left or comes back deep to collect the ball. So we need sort of, sort of our players to be aware where where we need to be giving the ball to Grealish in, in, in attacking positions. Um, in terms of obviously tactics going forward, um, obviously as I mentioned, we might probably make a change in that right wing long-term with Drawre coming in. And I know we're interested in another winger. So someone to obviously probably take Grealish's position on the left. So I think that will definitely help. I was really pleased with Watkins' performance. I thought he did all the right things and led the line very well. So in terms of making the the runs, he did that numerous times. He also dropped off deep as well, looking to receive the ball, playing off the left, and uh, looking to link up play. So he seems like a, a good option for us and we'll we'll definitely benefit from playing a few games and getting getting to know the system. Um I think central midfield is where we're lacking ideas and creativity. So I think with McGinn and Hurahan, I think McGinn it will happen with McGinn. McGinn is a quality player and he does make things happen. So um, I, th- I think McGinn will turn it around for sure. It just needs a bit of form, a bit of confidence. Hurahan again, he's got a place in the squad, definitely, for his set pieces and for certain type of games. Um, I can't see him starting every week going forward. So we do need another option, I think, for Hurohan. Um Someone that is going to be able to, to again, provide us with, with a, an attacking option. Um, someone that would be creative, I think, in their, in their play um, and someone that can link up with the forwards. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who else we get in. Um, I think the centre midfield would be my next priority um, in terms of transfer targets.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one player who I thought played well for the op- for the opposition was, was Lundström. I know he missed the penalty, but just his overall play uh, and playing that sort of number eight position where we're lacking, you know, he showed good physicality, you know got up and down the pitch well created chances uh, defended well broke up play well and that's the kind of player i think you know we're we're missing and that kind of that kind of those kind of attributes is what we need Ch- Chadzi, i know you've mentioned before about a midfielder uh, and the need for a one and your thoughts on Hurahan. what you know what kind of what kind of player do you think we need there in midfield and and how do you think that will change our the way we set up and the way we play going forward um, I don't necessarily think
2: it it will change anything tactically if we do get someone in there, but I do feel like we need we need a box to box, a powerful. We mentioned signing of Everton signing of Decoré on on the last episode. He's the type of player we need, I think. Someone that's physical, but somebody that can also offer something on the ball, get around the park, both attacking and defensively. You're all around You're all round physical midfield player. Really, um, I don't think we need anybody that's going to sit. Just sit and break up play. Dougie Louise does that well. The Camber can come on and do that if necessary. We need somebody that's going to take a bit of pressure off McGinn and a bit of pressure off Jack and allow him to go and do his thing further up the pitch. So I'm sure they'll have some targets. You know, I haven't got any any names specifically that I would be going for. That's up to that's up to the recruitment team and Smith. I'm sure they'll be looking at people. But I do agree with you lads that that's the area we need to address next. Really.
1: So yeah, I think I, I I would agree with with most of that. I think overall, end of the day, you know, we've got the three points, we've got the win, we've done the important thing, we've done our job. It was a it was a it was a weird game because I think you had it stayed eleven versus eleven. I think it would have been interesting to see how how we played, and I thought we looked pretty decent at that stage before the the sending off. But as they went down to ten men, it was sort of backs against the walls. They were sort of banking up with a, you know, sort of two lines of four with the with the attacker as a spare man and, and they seem to defend really well and, and you know we were a bit one, one dimensional going forward but at the end of the day we got that got that goal a set piece goal as well something that we didn't see too often last year so good to get Konza on the scoreboard uh, and get our centre backs so who are you know pretty dominant in the year and they should be dominant in the box in the opposition box as well and it's good to see Konza get the goal but overall, a decent performance and a win. And off we go to the next match, which is against Fulham. Deckers, do you think we'll uh, we'll go looking ahead to next week? Obviously, another chance to get another three points uh, and get get back-to-back wins, which is massively important in a league like the Premier League. Do you think we'll go with the same team next week? Or do you expect to see a couple of changes?
0: Uh, I think it depends on whether he's going to get, um, I suppose, if Traore is ready to go or not. I can't see anything changing other than possibly Trezeguet for Traore. But I think I think other than that, it'll be the same side. Um, definitely, if as long as Cons is fit, it'll, it'll be definitely I'd say the same back four. Um, I, I think Horahan's lucky to probably stick it, stay in, but I, um, I can't see anybody coming unless he moves Jack into the middle um, and keeps Trezeguet in. Then I think Horahan will retain his place um, but other than that I can't see him making many changes it was a good start so he will want to get on get get a run going probably with the same side try and get Watkins a goal that would be uh that would be perfect
1: yeah you know it's important we get some sort of consistency going with the team uh, there's still a couple of improvements to be made and we'll see what happens with transfers as well uh, saar has been linked today as well so that'd be interesting to see how we whether that pans out and whether that's a realistic target or not. But I think a winger is definitely on the list. Another winger, we'll see if it happens. It might, might have to go later on into the window, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it's an important three points and hopefully we can pick up another win next week.
3: What do you guys think after the Sheffield United game? What do you think Smith feels? Do you think that raises more question marks for him or do you think he's, he's positive and happy with that, with that performance or... Because obviously we're going to have higher standards this season with the extra investment that we've put into the squad. So we do need to go to that next level. Do you think that sort of performance gave Smith confidence in the weeks ahead? Yeah,
2: I think, I think he'll be delighted with that start, to be honest. I think the, the sending off changes the game, doesn't it? I think we were playing, playing well in that early period of the game. And as soon as the red card happens, it's a totally different game. They're all backs to the wall, 10 men behind the ball, really solid team and defensive side to break down. And to get the win, keep the clean sheet, have your three debutants all playing well uh, and to start the season with a 1-0 home win for me is a pretty pretty perfect start. I think it's quite easy for us to get carried away with a few new, few new names. But let's face it, that's very similar to the team to the one that finished uh, 17th last season. A new right back, a new striker. Um, and a new goalkeeper are, are good additions but if you look at our bench and you, you look at the general depth of our squad we're nowhere near yet a team that can start looking anywhere at the top half of the league in my opinion so to beat an established side like Sheffield United whilst keeping a clean sheet um, and getting off to a, a start like that is for me ideal and I also think Smith will be really pleased
1: Yeah I think you know it's it's one game at the end of the day it's the first game Um and with particular set of circumstances as well with the man being sent off. So it's a wait and see for me. I think I, I'm fully behind Smith. I think there's improvements to be made, definitely, just not with the players, but also the, the coaching staff, which we sort of saw last year post-COVID um, in the way that Smith changed the team. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how we get on against Fulham. It'll be a different type of team that we're playing against, different formation, a different way of playing. So it'll be interesting to see how we get on. And, you know, I, think, I agree with Chadzi in terms of the, the squad depth. I think I looked at that bench yesterday and I was you know, very concerned. Let's put it that way. You know, I couldn't really think, apart from Keenan Davis coming, I couldn't really think of, you know, too many options there that would change or influence the game. So we definitely still need a few more players. And if we get those right players in, then uh, we can definitely have a chance of shooting up the table. And uh, hopefully <laughs> I uh, I can be correct in my top 10 prediction, which I know is ambitious, but we'll, we'll see. I think before we sort of close off for for this episode it'd be good to get final views on who you thought you know was man of the match who, who, and just a few key performances and and sort of a little bit of a summary and then you know we'll close off the episode deckers your thoughts on on the the man of the match yeah,
0: the man of the match for me um I'd I'd give it to konza um not just the goal I thought he had I thought he had a great game um but just touching on the goal quickly the the, the way that the ball comes off minges's head and, and goes up and comes down that for konza to is slightly behind him to beat his man and get enough power on it to put it back across goal into the far corner is is a really good header that's a great header they, like cuz it's just behind him you've got you've got to really get up beat your man and put it back across the goal when the ball's on the spin uh, that's that's really hard to do. So I know Ramsdale has come under a bit of criticism that he should have done better, but it's uh, you can't take away how much a fantastic header that really is, um, and that's obviously won us the game as well. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, uh, but an overall performance, not just the goal, I would give to Konza.
1: Chaz, do you agree with that? Konza, the man of match for you?
2: Yeah, definitely can't can't disagree with that. And like I, like I touched on earlier, great all round performance. Match winning goal. Notable mention for Matty Cash who I thought was
1: excellent, but Consa for me. Chexie, I'm assuming you're gonna we're gonna get a full house here and you're gonna go for Consa as well.
3: Yeah, I'm going for Consa. I think yeah, we've got to give Emmy Martinez a shout out for the save, and he was obviously great um coming out and communicating with the defence. So between him and Consa, but Conza just edges it with a winning goal and a clean sheet.
1: Great. Thanks, boys. Well, thanks for your time today. Uh, quick match recap. Uh, the lockdown, lowdown, as we've called it. We we thought about 10 different names. I wanted to go for the Townsend Tactics truck where the boys nixed that idea and uh, Chazzy came up with a lockdown lowdown. We'll have to change that name once the lockdown ends, if it ever ends. uh, Fingers crossed. But yeah, thanks for your time. Importantly, three points on the board. We're ninth in the table and we're looking forward to the next game against Fulham. Thanks for all your time. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you can find. We're pretty much on there. Follow us on Twitter, at Villa Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We'll be announcing the winner of the competition uh, on Twitter uh, today. Uh, uh, Look out for that. And we'll have more competitions and prizes in the future as well. So get involved uh, and look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for your time. Up the Villa. Try the Villa, boys.